0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Financial Pathway podcast with Nate Skelly, where we discuss important financial questions and give you practical advice to guide you on your financial journey. If you enjoy the podcast, consider subscribing and leaving us a review. You can also follow the Financial Pathway page on Facebook for more helpful financial tips and videos. Well, hello. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me on episode 42 of the Financial Pathway podcast. Last episode, we talked about lifestyle creep. It's one of my favorite topics, actually, that I've talked about so far. It's that tendency to continue increasing your spending as your income increases. And the reason I like talking about it is because we all have fallen into that mode at some point. Usually what happens is that increased spending is on non-essential items it's getting some nicer furniture newer electronics start eating out more take nicer vacations maybe a big purchase maybe a jet ski maybe a motorcycle maybe buying some nicer brand name clothing whatever it is after a while the things that you once saw as luxuries now you start to see them as necessities it's hard to adjust back to a lower standard of living once you're used to the nicer stuff so we just all have to be on guard for lifestyle creep and it's tough because it doesn't happen in any given moment it's very rarely a single moment where you just decide to radically alter your spending or your lifestyle it just kind of happens little by little over time according to a recent poll that was done by ladder they found that the average american consumer spent about $1,500 a month on non-essential items. So that means plenty of people are spending a good deal less than that, but also plenty of people are spending a good deal more than that. So that's not your mortgage or your utilities or insurance or gasoline or any of those types of things. That's extras. That's entertainment. It's activities, non-essentials. So today in episode 42, what I want to talk to you about is practical ways to guard against The unnecessary lifestyle creep it's not wrong to spend more than you used to but you do want to be careful that you're not being wasteful and spending money unnecessarily so that's where we we really want to focus our attention on in this episode is not being wasteful Um, not necessarily never spend more but rather when we do spend more just make sure that we're being purposeful in that spending So maybe you have been trying to save for something. Maybe you're planning on moving to a new house. You wanna get a new vehicle. Uh, Maybe you're, you're looking to take a trip or a vacation. Maybe the kids are going to college in a few years, but you've been having trouble making progress. Seems like every time you get a little bit of a buffer in the bank account and you start being able to set some money aside, something comes up and then it knocks you right back to square one. Maybe you're coming through COVID and it hit your bottom line pretty hard maybe you've been struggling to get back to the financial state that you were in just a couple of years ago so maybe it could have been a loss of income loss of a job shorter hours the, the business that you run is was affected negatively so you just you're trying to play catch-up in your financial situation so then maybe that's where you're at today maybe you have been trying to track your spending recently and, and doing a better job at being aware of how you are spending your your money and you've noticed that you're spending a lot more than you originally thought you were and so that's what's gotten you concerned and thinking along these lines of ways to save money and maybe none of those apply to you maybe you do a great job of budgeting and and you track your spending but it really has been a while since you took a really hard look at where the money's going and asked yourself if there are ways to save so today i'm going to give you six proven ways to trim money from your budget. I'm sure that not all six will apply to you, but I would be very surprised if there's not at least one that you could use. And so these are all simple, simple to understand, but maybe not as simple to, to put into practice because let's face it, spending less money is rarely fun and it's rarely something that we look forward to, but the result I think is gonna be a lot more enjoyable and well worth the process. So let's walk through these six proven ways to trim money from your budget. Uh, Number one, shop your insurance coverage. And I'm talking specifically here about things like your auto and home insurance, maybe renter's insurance if that applies to you. Your life insurance, especially if you have term, that's pretty straightforward. You don't shop that. Uh, Well, you shop it once, but you don't need to shop that on a continual basis. Your health insurance, you're basically needing to, to shop that every year anyway but the home and auto especially that's really up to you it's easy to do it doesn't cost you anything but a lot of times people get their home and auto in place and life's busy things are going on and it just kind of gets put on the back burner it's sort of in the background of your finances it's just something that automatically goes out each month and it's like yep we got our coverage and we're good and nothing's happening so we don't need to look at it Uh, But it's important, I would say, every two years, at a minimum, shop your home and auto insurance. Here's a few thoughts on how to do this. First of all, you need to shop multiple carriers. So you can go to one insurance company and say, hey, what do you got for me? Run me a quote. What can you do? But, But really, you need to be shopping multiple, multiple carriers. What I would recommend, the easiest way to do this is to go to an insurance broker. That is somebody who doesn't represent... Any particular insurance company, but instead takes your information and then goes to lots of different carriers and then comes back to you with the quote that they think makes most sense for your situation. And so that way you're you're knowing that you're getting a good deal because you're comparing multiple, as in some cases dozens of different insurers. Now, if you know somebody that works for an insurance company and, and represents one insurance carrier like a a state farm or nationwide, that's fine. You can go to them and say, Hey, can you get me a quote And, and look at what they can do for you, but just make sure that you are shopping that around. You're getting multiple carriers and also make sure that you're comparing apples to apples. What I've found sometimes is that people think that they're saving money on their insurance because they went and got a quote and it's like, Oh my goodness, I can save $75 a month on my auto insurance or my home insurance coverage is gonna be $500 less a year. Why wouldn't I do that? Yes, but what they didn't realize is the quote that they were getting was for different coverage levels than what they currently have. So just make sure whatever quotes you get are at the same coverage levels. And if you don't understand coverage levels, make sure that, that you ask your agent to explain that to you and make sure that you, you understand the pros and cons of higher coverage levels, lower coverage levels, deductibles, etc. cetera. Uh, sometimes you can't get loyalty discounts for staying with an insurer. So sometimes people are, are with, you know, a GEICO or USAA or, or, or a company like that, and they've been with them for a long time. And so they get these loyalty discounts. And that may make it to where you're actually getting a better deal than you could if you shopped your insurance around. And if that's the case, then great. But here's how it usually works. And this is what ha- what happens a lot of times. People go shop their insurance around to say, oh, great, look, I got this. Quote from Progressive, I'm going to save $400 this month or this year. Great, sign me up. But then they just keep it and they don't look at it again. And four or five years have gone by and the rates have steadily gone up each year. And now they don't realize that they are now overpaying. They underpaid in their first year. They got a better rate in their first year. But gradually that caught back up to them and they're paying more than they would have to now. So that's why it's good to just every couple years at a minimum look at your insurance carrier, shop it around, make sure you're getting the best rates. Uh, Look at bundling, look at putting your auto and home together. A lot of times you put it with the same carrier, you're going to get a discount there. doesn't always make sense, but a lot of times it does. And then finally, just keep in mind, not all insurance carriers are created equal when it comes to how they handle claims and response times. So you just want to make sure, okay, yeah, maybe I can get a slightly better deal from this insurance carrier that I don't know of, I've never heard of before, or I can stick with the company that I know has already, has always done a good job for me and I know them and they're very responsive to my claims. You know, a a, a slight amount of savings is probably not worth it in that case. So number one, shop your insurance coverage. That's an easy, simple way. It doesn't cost you anything and you can save yourself a lot of times a significant amount of money per year. Number two, cut back on food spending. This is so common. I, I when, when I talk to people about their, their budgets and where they're overspending, almost always this is a category where it just becomes very easy to overspend in. You know, we all have utilities, water or, or gas or, or electric, these types of things. And, and we understand with those bills, a lot of times they will fluctuate depending on the time of the year and how much power you're using, that sort of thing. But we don't typically expect... Month to month for our bill for our utilities to double or to triple. That's not typically going to happen, but that can very easily happen with our food bill. And one of the simplest and most impactful ways that you can cut spending is by making some tweaks on how you pay for your food. Uh, eating at home more is, is, is going to be a big way, uh, and even where you get your groceries. Um, I would encourage you to do most of your shopping at a discount grocery store if you can. You know, going to a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods, it's going to be a lot nicer experience. And they're going to probably have a lot of, um, you know, nicer products or or harder to get products. But the grocery bill is going to be quite a bit bigger. And if you shop there, then then you can attest to that. But shopping at places like Aldi's, uh, Walmart, grocery, Costco, Sam's Club, etc., These are going to be places where if you do the bulk of your shopping there, you're usually going to be saving yourself a good bit of money. Make sure you use a shopping list. I know this seems such old school advice, but when you grocery shop, you need to go into it with a plan. And it's very clear that the research has shown us that when we go grocery shopping without a grocery list, especially if you're hungry, you're going to spend more because everything sounds good and you don't really have a limit in mind, you don't really have any, any portions in mind, you're just kind of grabbing things off the shelf that sound good in the moment. So plan ahead, have a shopping list, or even better, if you can order ahead and pick up, so that way you actually do have to go and, and choose all the things that you want for this week, for this month, and that's gonna help you to stay within your limits. And uh, as far as, as eating out at restaurants goes, Make sure you have a budget. There's nothing wrong with, with eating out, with picking up some some food on the way home from work when it's been a busy day or getting something on a, on a Sunday afternoon as you're heading home from church. But just know your limits. Say, okay, here's how much we're going to spend on restaurants this month and track that. And if, if you find within the first week and a half of the month that you've hit your, your restaurant limit, well, then you say, okay, well, we're going to eat some meals at home and we're going to kind of... Take our medicine for the next couple weeks and the next month we'll plan out better and make sure we space that out more, but uh, that's, that's, that's an area spending on, on food and especially eating out, getting fast food, going out to restaurants. That's an easy way for your spending to get away from you in a hurry. So that's number two. Number three, cut out unused subscriptions. We live in a world now where everybody wants, wants to get you on a monthly subscription or maybe a yearly subscription. And we have so many that they're hard to keep track of, and that's kind of the point. That's, that's kind of where they want you to be, is to have so many that you're not even really aware of your credit card or your bank account getting dinged month after month. So whether that's your, your cable provider, streaming service, uh, food delivery. Uh, my wife does, uh, loves to drink tea, and so she has like a tea subscription where she gets tea every two months, I think it is. Uh, sometimes people have things for their kids, activities, magazines. It uh, could be, you know, the music, uh, Apple Music, Spotify. There's just so many different forms that it comes in, these subscriptions. Here's what I would encourage you to do. A simple way, this could save you 100 $200 this month very easily. Go back through your last three months of transactions. Look at all your subscriptions that you're paying for. For your gym, for streaming services, entertainment apps, Uh, maybe a Sam's Club, Costco membership, a monthly package deal where you get something on your doorstep, whatever subscriptions you have. And really ask yourself, am I getting my money's worth here? And if not, then just go ahead and cancel it. Because if you really need it again in the future, you can turn it back on. A big way that you can help yourself out in this area is to rethink your entertainment options. Think about what you're paying for for entertainment, whether it's cable, whether it's the different streaming services, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Peacock, etc., etc., and narrow that down. I mean, you you really, I mean, unless you are just watching TV and watching movies all the time, uh, there's no reason to have five of these streaming options. So cut three of them out, cut four of them out, and just use one or two. Uh, something that I found beneficial for myself is I cut the cord a long time ago with with cable. I don't get cable at um, TB TV, TV, but um, but what I will do is get the, the the monthly or the streaming and pay on a monthly basis. So the YouTube TV, Sling, etc. And really, the only reason I like to have the cable is usually to watch sports. So I'll get it during the sports seasons, during football season, during basketball season, and then I'll I'll cancel it for a couple months. And so. That's been beneficial, maybe something that you can do. Whatever it is, whatever your subscriptions are, consolidate it down. Get rid of the ones you're really not using. and You're not getting your money's worth, and uh, that's an easy way. A lot of times, you can save yourself hundred, two hundred dollars right there. Number four, space out your purchases a little bit farther. Here's what I mean by this. We all do need to get new things from time to time. Need to get a new phone. Need to buy new shoes. Need to get a new computer new refrigerator. And, and that's fine. These are going to be normal purchases that we're going to have to make at some point. But sometimes we go ahead and get the new thing really before we need to get the new thing. So we get the new iPhone each year, not because we really need the new iPhone, but because we kind of want to go ahead and upgrade to the new phone. And so what I would encourage you to do is as you look at the purchases you're going to make, kind of those not every month type of purchases, but those one-off, maybe once a year, once every few months type of purchases, and consider spacing them out a little bit farther, all right? Do I need to get the new iPhone when it comes out in September? Eh, I already have the 12. I can probably push that back another year. And by spacing that out, you're going to see that that's obviously going to lower your monthly expenses, spacing out your purchases more, spending less per month, less per year, and just a little bit of delayed gratification on that. Number five, refinance. So I'm talking mainly about refinancing your mortgage, but it could also be that you refinance your car loan, maybe considering taking a credit card that you are trying to pay down and putting it on a 0% balance transfer card. There's different ways to refinance, but interest rates right now are historically low. They, they've never been as good as they are now so so that's working for us refinancing really helps you save money in one of three different ways either number one you refinance to a lower interest rate I'm paying five percent on my car and I refinance down to three point eight percent well you're not paying as much in interest and therefore you're not gonna pay as much over the, 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 the term of the loan here's what you got to be careful with however Sometimes people say, oh look, refinance your mortgage, you're paying 3.75% on your mortgage and you can refinance down to 3.5%. Yeah, why wouldn't I do that? Well, the reason you may not want to do that is because you're going to have to pay a pretty hefty re, uh, refinancing charge up front. And so the amount of interest that you actually save over the life of your loan needs to be more than what you paid to do the refinance in the first place. So that's why you want to be careful about that. Yes, switching to a lower interest rate is great, but just make sure that your savings is going to be more than the cost of refinancing. The other way you can save by refinancing is if you go to a a lower term. So maybe you had a 20, you know, maybe you have 20 years left on your mortgage and you refinance down to 15. Maybe you got a six-year car loan, but you realize, hmm, I could refinance down to three, have this thing paid off in half the time. So the monthly payment's going to go up if you do that if you refinance down to a lower term you're going to have to pay more per month but over the life of the loan you'll definitely pay less and get rid of that payment a lot earlier and that can be a great way to save money and then uh, at least with with your mortgage you can save by refinancing your home and then taking cash out to pay off other debt so sort of consolidating your loan so for instance Let's say you have $200,000 left on your mortgage and then over on the side you have $20,000 of credit card debt that's high interest. What you could do is potentially refinance your house and say, okay, I'm going to take my $200,000 mortgage and now it's going to be 220. dollars and at closing they're going to cut me a check for $20,000 and then pay off my old loan and then I can take that $20,000 and go pay off my credit cards and then that way I'll still owe $220,000 but now it'll be at a much lower interest rate it'll be whatever my new uh, mortgage rate is and that can be really helpful and that could be a great way to consolidate debt here's we got to be careful with that though is if you're going to do that then you need to make sure that you're disciplined to not go then and incur more new debt because you have a lower payment because here's what happens and people get stuck in this debt cycle where they just think about everything in terms of monthly payments. So they're like, oh man, I'm, I've got all these payments for these credit cards. i got my mortgage payment. Oh wow, the, 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 the loan person at the bank told me about how I can consolidate and now I'm going to pay off this credit card debt and I've opened up $500 a month in payments uh, less, that I have less in payments. And you know what? I've been looking at getting a new SUV and wow, I can get one for a $500 a month payment and then they go and do that. and It's like, well, actually now you've incurred more debt on yourself and that's actually not been ultimately beneficial to you. So just be careful about utilizing that. Consolidating loans in that way can be really helpful, but you got to make sure that you're disciplined and uh, actually have a plan to to pay off the debt and not just add new debt on top of that. Uh, So refinancing can be a great way to save. If you have not looked at refinancing your mortgage or car loan or credit cards, uh, now would be a good time to look into that. And again, just make sure that what you're going to save yourself over the life of the loan is going to be more than the cost to refinance. And then lastly, last way to trim money off your monthly um, spending is to, to take up free or I put in parentheses here, nearly free activities. there's a lot of things that you can do that really don't cost any money Um, or if they do cost money it's very little you know not everything that you do has to cost money you don't always have to go out and and watch a movie or or go out to eat or or do an activity like a, a bowling or top golf and those are all great and fun but those all cost money and so if you do that multiple times a month that really adds up so find free activities to do go to the park go to you know free museums in your area there's community events Hiking trails, biking, go to the beach, take up a sport like, like uh, tennis or, or basketball or or, or or disc golf, something where you can go and there's there's a free place to go and play that sport. Um, get a library membership. Maybe you have a community center in your area. Places where there's going to be things going on, especially if you've got kids and you're wanting to be out and to be active. There's a lot of different things that you can do that are free or, or nearly free and can can be a way to get outside the house to do something fun and really not break the budget. And so just think outside the box, think of some different ways to uh, to do some activities that don't always cost money. So there's our six proven ways to trim money off your monthly budget. I hope those are helpful uh, help to you. Hopefully at least one of them stood out to you that you can look at implementing in your personal finances. Remember lifestyle crib can happen to anybody. It's easy for it to just happen little little by little. We don't even realize it's there. So be purposeful. Take time to audit your finances every now and then and ask yourself the question, am I being wasteful here? Am I spending more than I really need to? And where can I cut back? And hopefully this gives you some, some ideas, some inspirations for some ways you can do that. Well, thanks for listening to this episode and I'll see you on the next one.